morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah. So how's it going? I'm just making Justin's life difficult. Um, it's going okay. How are you? Good. Yeah. Doing. How was How was Sunday? It was good. We had a good uh, good Sunday uh, series. It's it's been a good series. Uh, it has. Yeah. Yeah. So what you guys? How was your How was your Sunday? We talked about um, the Garrison demoniac. Uh, the, we the talked who? the who Garrison. The Garrison. I'm probably like from the from the middle school. <laughs> Garrison, that was a good joke. You probably probably the first time I brought that up, you were thinking about that in the was, back of your head, I've right? I've been thinking about that for days. <laughs> I'm like, how can I use that? That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. No, so for Mark, from making fun of me. From Mark chapter five, verses one through fifteen. So it was it was really good. We talked about the demonic element of uh, of physical bodies because we've sort of been touching on. Um, families we've touched on addiction and this time we touched on physical health and how god cares about our physical health but so does the devil um and he drives us towards self-harm oh wow yeah what did you guys talk about well we talked quite a bit about how uh we talked about how basically (laughs) you know we have in us in our nature our fallen nature our sinful nature we we looked at uh romans Mm -hmm. and and how um paul is, is talking about how I want to do what's right, but I do what's wrong. And, and then basically, uh, we need the spirit of God in us to, to be able to do, live the way we want and, and not be slaves to sin, that kind of thing. Can you resonate with Paul in that passage at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do what's right, but I do what's wrong. Sure. Sure. Um, that's, that's one of those things that a lot of people talk about that passage and they say, um, was Paul actually struggling with sin or was that he was imagining what it was like before he became a Christ follower or, you know, was he projecting on people what they're struggling, but he's not really the one struggling. And, and I don't think so. I think it was really Paul because it's, um, you know, the language is, is present tense. Yeah. I struggle with, you know, he's not saying, and I don't like it when theologians oftentimes put their own conceptions of the text on it and torture yeah. it to think, just read it for what it is. It's obviously Paul. Like, yeah. I'm with you. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, here's, here's another question. So he says, you know, I, I, you know he, he's struggling with sin. I do what I do not want to do. Um, on the flip side of things, do, do you sometimes, so, you know, you do sin even though you don't want to. Do you do good things even though you don't want to? I'm trying to peel back the curtain for those for those watching because it's wow. I know it's a misconception. At least so I'll, I'll share personally because um, it was a conversation I had with a family member this week um, about quite frankly I don't want to be good. <laughs> like like deep down I'm really not a good person. It's not like oh wow I just really want to go help those people. Oh wow I just really want to you know go and volunteer. Wow I'm just thrilled to go <laughs> preach a sermon on Sunday. Being completely transparent, sometimes I do feel like that on my good days, but on my bad days, absolutely not. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I don't know, sort of pulling, it, it's a misconception I know, especially for those who are outside of the church looking in. They're like, I could never want to do those things because I'm so broken. Um, and that's why I love Paul so much and resonate with him because he's he, he brags about his weakness. He says, you know, of all sinners, I am the worst, and it's only yeah. through my weakness that the glory of God is made perfect in me. So, um It's a really good question you just asked. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of times when I need to step into a moment and do something good or nice or friendly, and uh, I don't necessarily feel good or nice or friendly, and yet um, I'm compelled to do it. Yeah, you know whether whether it's something big or something little. Somebody has a flat tire, and I feel like oh, I should stop, Mm -hmm. or. 
you know, I, I don't necessarily, you know, I have to go in and, and deal with a situation where somebody's really struggling and yeah. I don't think I have the answer. And yet I, I walk into that, even though, uh, I might not feel like, like I really want, like I really want to do that. Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, I do it. Um, so I, that's a great question. That's the opposite of, of the question. Sort of, of, of Paul, yeah. But yeah. They, they both sort of have to go true. Is I do bad things, but I want to do good. But then I do good things, then I want to do bad. Um, no, it's not that I want to do bad necessarily yeah. in those situations, but sometimes I just don't want to do. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Which I would say is the same as apathy or, you know, laziness is the same Ouch. as wanting to do bad. I don't know. I, I think that's okay because I, I, I was having a, well, and I don't want to share too much. So I'll just speak for myself personally. Um, I have found this, the sermons that land home, the messages that really land home are when I'm just broken down, when I've had a rough week, when I'm weak. It's not necessarily the you know, it, it, times when I don't even want to be there because I feel exposed and vulnerable and it's just been a hard week. Uh, but God always seems to show up when I'm at my weakest you know, when I'm not at my best, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't know. And a lot of times we assume the opposite, that God's going to show up when you're doing everything right, when you've done all these good deeds, when you've been disciplined and pious. Uh, and sometimes, I, yes, God still shows up then, but at least in my life, I found he shows up when I'm so aware of my reliance on him mm. and, and I'm aware of my sin and I'm not falling into judgmentalism because I'm so convicted, you know, of like Paul says, the thorn in my flesh. Uh, yeah, and it's interesting doing that ministry too. So let me uh, let me uh, ask you about the, the phrase "when God shows up." Yeah. So when you say "when God shows up," are you saying that it's more evident that uh, that He's in the moment, or because God's already there? Yeah. I so it's not that He showed yeah. showed up; mm -hmm. He was already there. It's mm -hmm. just that. Uh, somehow maybe you're more sensitive to the fact that he was there. Or, or it could be that 100%. I also think it could be that I, I'm i pretty pessimistic when it comes to, I, I think we get God wrong all the mm -hmm. time. You know, Jesus himself says, you know, let the little, little children come and do not hinder them for such is the kingdom of heaven. If the gospel of Jesus is so simple that kids can get it, mm. and we have these libraries full of books and theology, you know, Jesus is right. like to this, to such is the kingdom of heaven as these little kids. I, I know at least myself, if I'm feeling holy that week, um, <laughs> I, it's, I, I can never get in the way of God, but I know God will have to use someone else that week because mm -hmm. I'm feeling self-righteous. Wow. So, so yes, yeah. I, I agree 100%. God's there. God is showing up. Um, but I know I can do a bad job of translating. I can do a bad job preaching. I can do a bad job loving other people, being in relationship if I'm in a self-righteous, you know, place. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's, I might not be as, as uh, aware and not, might not be listening to the spirit of God that's there. And I also would say is that God might be speaking through someone else. Cause he's like, JD's feeling self-righteous. <laughs> My power is made perfect in weakness. And he thinks he's all that. So yeah. this week, you know, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're on to some, some amazing thoughts, you know, um, basically so much of well every, everything we do is human i mean yeah. and so so much of even the spiritual stuff we do it, it passes through these you know these this human mind human body mm -hmm. and um yeah it's it's just a uh, you know we, we like to think that somebody can be this holy yeah. man or something yeah. like that we're not believers in perfectionism not, not yeah. even close yeah, yeah. Perfectionism is the belief, and in, in several Christians believe that that if you follow God with with all your heart, if you've given your heart to Jesus, that you can become spotless. You can go days without sinning. You can get to the point where you don't sin. 
Um, and that's not a view that's held by our, our churches. <laughs> you know, it's a, we're very aware of that sin. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Well, what did you, okay? Tell us about the, the, the what you the talked demoniac. about Sunday because that sounds fascinating. Well, we we talked a lot about um, self harm, and the cool part is, I I've loved this series. You self harm, you, yes, self harm. Have you liked this series? I have. Yeah, I I've really liked it and being able to look at the the supernatural, the demonic, the spiritual realm, and how it applies to the physical realm. And what we've been talking about is really sort of built upon each other. So we talked about addiction. We talked about. Um, family. Um, we talked about self-harm this week, and it's the story of this guy. Um, it was sort of like a case study because, you know, demonic possession, there's always relationships there. There's tons of stories of it in the Bible. This guy was all alone. And so in my mind, this is the perfect case study for what happens when it's just a human being in demons and there's no like outsider interference, right? So this guy, um, he was alone. He was in a graveyard. He was cutting himself and crying out every single day. Um, and so uh, the takeaways from there is, is that demons, the devil drives us on a path towards self-harm, destruction and mm. death um, and isolation. We, too. And isolation. Exactly. He was all alone, you know, right. isolation, self-harm, destruction and death in um, the tiny parts. Yeah, we, we like to at least I've glanced over the fact that the verse where he's talking about cutting himself every single day. Um, what does it look like? Um, what, how does self-harm manifest itself today, you know, in our society? And that there's so many ways that we harm ourselves. And I was looking at statistics in preparation for the sermon um, and brought it up. Rates of uh, suicide, rates of obesity, mm. rates of eating disorders like anorexia and bulimia. Um, all of those have gone up. It, every single, there were, there, were, there were four categories, 20% or more within the last 20 years. So it's not just a like, hey, these are prevalent in our society. Um, they are becoming more prevalent and they are getting worse and worse and worse. These destructive tendencies. Um, and I would even say it, not just the stuff that, you know, on the face, like, oh, of course, suicide is self-harm, but even things like negative self-thoughts, you know, because it's easy for me to say, oh, I don't have any self-harm tendencies. I take perfect care of my body. Um, we were really talking about how all of us uh, are being tempted by demons, tempted by the devil to make choices that harm our own bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, and at least I'll say it, it's getting worse, you know, it's getting worse over the last several years. And so, uh, what is, what does that look like? How do we know the devil's strategies and how can we combat those? And so that's what we talked about. And yeah, it was, it was really fascinating. It was self-convicting, you know, because, um, we all make those decisions that put us on a path towards self-destruction verse at the end of the verse. It says after Jesus cast the demons out and again, they go into pigs and what do the pigs do? They, they jump on a cliff that tells <laughs> right. you demons plans for our lives is they want us to kill ourselves. That, that is the, the end goal is destruction, death, self-harm. Um, but then this man, after the demons are cast out, it says that he was clothed and in his right mind. Yeah. So a uh, stark contrast. And he was in the village again. So he was with people. He was not isolated anymore. So stark contrast between the plan that the devil has for our lives versus the plan that Jesus has for our lives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, I, it's I a love crazy contrast. I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I just preached it right there. Oh, Two minutes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's like I said, self-convicting because I, I know that I make choices every single day um, that... It, Every choice we make, is it taking me towards restoration and healing or is it taking me down a path of self-harm, you know? Um, well, let's talk for a minute about the idea of um, negative thinking and yeah. how, you know, I mean, I, I don't think we're 
trying to say have have fluffy positive thoughts all the time yeah. but but there's a very big difference between getting fixated on our you know in a negative yeah. mindset and, mm-hmm. and how that's what, what you're suggesting that's a de- demonic influence 100 percent. there's a huge and we talked about the christian aesthetics um i know in seminary you know reading learning about all these heroes of the christian faith but the practices are actually pretty disturbing so reading of people that ate grass do you like the how grass tastes? I I used I don't did I grass? eat grass? Like, I get made fun of eating grass because I mean, I'm vegetarian. But there were there were Christians. Uh, the these, food I eat eats grass. Eats grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they thought by going out and only eating grass, I'm punishing myself hmm. for my sinfulness. Um, they would wear scratchy coats. Uh, there's yeah. several stories of them going out and sitting on a pillar at, at like a high up place on top of a building and staying there for days. Well, wind and snow beats at them, um, self-whipping, um, these Christian aesthetics. And we talked about there's a huge difference. Here's the difference. Because, yeah, it, we're not like, oh, fluffy thoughts, you're a great person, because you're not. <laughs> you're not. You're full of sin. You've heard that here. You, yeah, seriously, matters. repent. Um, there's a big difference between self-harm and self-denial. There's a huge difference between self-harm and self-discipline. And so that's really what we sort of dove into is the, the – there's a huge difference between self-harm and self-denial. So saying, hey, I'm not going to do these things versus, wow, I'm a terrible person. I suck, yada, 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 going on, 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 on. Versus, yeah, I have these tendencies and I'm going to not do them because I know this is temptation of my own weakness. Versus, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. You know, I could never be loved. I'm completely forsaken. So huge difference. Um, yeah, and it, it's hard. Where is that line? in the sand in our minds because um i feel like when we how what what would you say because i know you've seen it you know as as a pastor in conversations with people where they're so negative self self negative that it quite literally is destructive and i would say demonic what are some ways that you would say it's how would you be able to pinpoint the difference between those two self-harm versus a a healthy practice of self-denial yeah i think that um we see Especially since social media has become such a, a huge thing, we see uh, this comparison game. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, I don't think I'm as pretty, or I'm as smart, or I'm as talented, or I don't have as, you know, I'm showing you on my Facebook or Instagram, I'm showing you the best moment of yeah. my life, or I've I've taken this picture and it's the sun was just right, <laughs> and look at me, you know, um, and and that was. And then you look at that and you're like, oh, I can never be that. And his life is mm. perfect, which my life's not perfect. So <laughs> if you if you want to feel good about your life, look at my stuff. So, but um, so but, holding, I, th- but I, th- yeah. I think Satan can accomplish his will, mm. getting us to you know, getting us to to become so down on ourselves yeah. that we're we start to harm ourselves. Mm. Um, I'd say it, it, being down on yourself, being down on your worth and your identity is a form of self-harm, even though yeah. it may not, it will lead to physical manifestations of that. But if you're rejecting the image of God in yourself, that is self-harm. Yeah. And that's what the devil wants. Sure. Sure. You know, I think of, you know, Jesus, when, when he forgave somebody and go and sin no more, you know, he, he doesn't stand over them and, and say, you're dumb, you're ugly, you're, uh, you're such a sinner and you've got to yeah. earn your way back or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, he, he accepts that person in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but, you know, we talk about uh, like right now, um, mental health is, is a massive conversation and, um, but it feels like the mental health crisis that, that we find ourselves in is 
um, self-induced in a lot of ways. Now, when I say that, um, please don't hear me saying, well, your problem is your own fault. That's not what I'm saying. But as a society, it feels like um, we have created a world in which it's really hard to be healthy mentally. Um, you know, we don't have the same connection that we had with, with a community. Um, religion is, is the bad guy, you know. And um, so, you know, you're weak if you need God or, or that, kind of, that kind of thing. And, and it, th- those kind of things are really bad for our, um, for our mind, for our soul. For our, it becomes bad for our body. Uh, so uh, did I answer yeah. your question or did yeah, I just... it makes complete sense. And you look at, you look at trends. So social media usage, TV usage, video game usage, they're all correlated with worse mental health. And yet usage of those is going up versus, so, so I agree 100%. Um, and cultural norms are contributing to this culture of self-harm. Um, one interesting part of the passage too, that we talked about that I think is so applicable today, um, is the demoniac, it says that people tried to chain him. Yeah. So uh, people went out and they tried to chain him to prevent him from harming himself. Uh, but even those expectations and well wishes of other people were still in the form of chains. And so we, we live in a culture today that says uh, you get your worth, you get your value, you get your identity from two places, yourself or from other people. So your own truth. We've, we've talked a, a lot about that, both I know on the podcast as well as behind the scenes sure. of how frustrating it is um, to see people, yeah, um, whatever I want, I'll do. Self-indulgence, I know my own truth. Whatever you feel, whatever you think, that's who you are and you're beautiful, you know, and self-positive thinking. Uh, and that's a lie. But what also is a lie is gaining your identity and definition from other people. Because mm. it might be well-meaning. Those people, they were trying to prevent him from harming himself, but they're still in the form of chains. Right. So if I'm going down a path of self-harm, I can have family or friends saying justifying my lifestyle, saying, hey, what you're doing really isn't that bad, J.D. You know, like, hey, you're love and they're doing it. Honestly, they're they're trying to be well-meaning. They're trying to stop me from harming myself. Hey, we love you. We care about you. But that is not enough either. And I think that that's the lie that culture tells us is you can get your meaning in life from yourself or from other people. Uh, And we're here to say, uh, at least I know I've tried that and it doesn't work. Um, you can only get your meaning. You can only get full healing through Jesus Christ. And that's the gospel. Yeah, uh-huh. meaning and really value. Um, you are invaluable to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're so invaluable that, that he died for you. And so you're, you're that invaluable. Crazy. And yet, um, when you try to focus all your value on you, there's nothing there. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and you, you yeah. end up isolated, alone. Um, the meaning of others won't stick, your own meaning won't stick, and you find yourself tormented on this path towards self-destruction. Yeah, and you can become, you know, a star or, you know, the celebrity and everybody loves you for a few minutes and then that that passes and now what do you have? Yeah, you know? and I, I love when people say, you know, it's you're weak to need religion, you're weak to need Jesus. Um, Yeah, I am. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, that's the truth. Right. Amen to that because I went down that road. I'm not strong enough to define myself, you know, Uh and I serve a God who says, good, you're not supposed to be strong enough to define stuff. yourself. Um, and yeah, that's the lie, the, the lie of, and it's not just the lie of culture. It's always been the lie of culture. It's been the, the, the lie um, of the devil for centuries, for thousands of years. Um, yeah. But it feels like it's gained traction. It's gained traction. It's yeah. gotten worse. Yeah. Um, it's gotten worse. But, but I like that you're, you're exposing this is a demonic ploy. 
in, in effect. It's mm-hmm. a demonic ploy, and um, that doesn't mean you're <laughs> possessed by a, de- a devil, but it does mean that um, sometimes we have, <laughs> what's the phrase? Uh, you might as well... S- well, I'll come up with it. Yeah, you'll remember it. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so, and that's that's what because I've gotten the question too during the series. Well, um, so is this from the devil or is this from health? Here's my perspective. We don't necessarily know because the spiritual realm is so intersected mm. with our physical realm in so many different ways. Sure. Um, and so, uh, for example, Jesus he sends out the disciples um, with two tasks: to heal and to cast out evil spirits. Sure. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. Uh, the thing is, is we might look at something, so someone who's sick, and say, well, is this a demon or is this just a normal sickness? Um, and to that, I would say, yes. Wow. But as in it's both. As in we we don't know 100% how the spiritual realm interacts with the physical realm. Uh, but I think to everything negative, self-destructive, everything that points towards death, there is a demonic element of the spiritual realm that somehow intersects in ways. If this is our world, it's intersecting in some ways that we might not fully understand. Um, but that isn't to say that, oh, they exist in the same realm as we do. They're just invisible sitting right here and they just poked your leg and now that's why your leg's sore. That's not, that's not really how it works. There's natural explanations for things too. It's just that we don't fully understand how the spiritual realm intersects with the physical. And so um, it's yeah. not a rejection of science at all. It's a, a We can say both are true. As right. in it's a both and at the same time. How does it work? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus uh, comes up and there's a man on a mat and, and he tells him, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. And then uh, and then he says, take up your mat and walk. Well, wow. You yeah. know, wh- 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 How are those it? related? <laughs> but they are. Right. They Somehow are. they are. They are. Yeah. yeah. Now that, again, you got we have to be careful because now you might be like, okay, I'm having arthritis or I'm having a, a back pain or, or a headache. Does that mean there's a demon giving me a headache? Not, no, no, but. I would say yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that it's, I, I think to everything negative and self-destructive, there is a, a demonic spiritual warfare element to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Push back. Maybe, maybe this could be a point of contention. So I'm not saying yeah. that, you know, I, I just. I, th- I think the spiritual realm is so much more active than we give it credence towards yeah. and that demons are highly strategic um, and affecting our lives more. Now, that doesn't mean we shift blame on everything to demons and not right. take personal responsibility because, like I said, it's not a 100% responsibility to the demonic realm, but there are interactions in ways that we just don't understand. Yeah, uh, I think that's true. And, and I do think, though, that... Um we live in these physical bodies and, and we live under the curse of Adam and yeah. our bodies are breaking down. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, that's not even really the point, you know, because it, it, you could, you could get to the place where, so if I walk close to God, then my body will be perfect. Is that what you're trying to suggest? I will never really get a disease or I'll never really struggle physically with, with things. Oh no. Cause I think the, again, the curse of Adam, we live in this world that, um, is under the influence of demonic powers and it's fully intersected yeah. with the spiritual realm. And while God has declared victory, that victory won't be completely fulfilled until the end of days. Yeah. Um, and that's to, to me, that's what makes sense because in heaven it's a, God says there's no more crying. There's going to be no more tears, no more death for the former things have passed away. And that's the complete absence of the devil and demons is no more death, no more sickness, no more crying. 
I can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> but until then, we're battling these forces we don't understand. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And and it's almost like uh, <laughs> almost like anything. You don't always know the ripple effect of something yeah. in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so, where did this come from? And and how do you? Yeah, it, it, there's so much we don't know. There's so much. We have the scriptures, and they give us a tiny glimpse, mm-hmm. and and yet um, there's mystery. There's mystery, yeah. And that, wow, yeah. good stuff. It's a good week. It's yeah. good. I, I, I love I love this series just because it, it, it's real. One thing it's helped me, so I've learned a lot, you know, in, in reading the series, in that my, my, my conviction of the spiritual realm has, has grown. Um, and I've realized that, you know, I've, I've been pretty complacent and I think that's what the devil wants. He wants us mm-hmm. to be complacent, to not realize what's actually going on. Um, but if we think that demons are, let's say demons are, uh, these negative spiritual forces, cause it's a, it's a complete spectrum, you know, of varying levels of evil. Let's say they're as smart as you and I are. Um, a, a demon is as smart as you or let's I? say they are. Let's I would pretend. say they're smarter. Pro- I mean, exactly. But say they're, say they're, I, I agree. But for the sake of this thought experiment, say they're just as smart as you or I. Okay. We know Brilliant. our weaknesses. That yeah, smart. You get what I'm saying. They're going to be so cunning and smart, right? Yeah. And the smartest way to to win victory is to convince us they don't exist. Yeah. To to let us fall into complacency and lackadaisical and being apathetic. Sure. If you don't know you have an enemy that's trying to destroy you, then you're totally vulnerable. Exactly. You're gonna you're gonna leave the door open. You're gonna yeah. you're going to do. You're never going to fear, mm-hmm. even though there is something to fear. Amen. And that's that's why I've appreciated the series, because I've even noticed my own complacency, you know, in, yeah. in this spiritual warfare that's going on. And no, I need to be aware of this, because um, it's easy to to talk about God all the time. But sometimes, you know, realizing that the devil is real, the enemy is real, yeah. um, is even, it, it, it's a testament to God, too. Um, yeah, because if the devil's like this, then that means God's working for the opposite, working for our good, for our yeah. healing. Good stuff. Wow. Well, good. Good. What else you got on your mind? Anything else? I mean, that's a lot. Um, what has been your biggest takeaway from the series on spiritual warfare? Uh, the openness that people have had to to the whole uh, conversation. You know, it's because you know I view it as a conversation, and yeah. and so we're looking at you know the fact that a lot of times at church you talk about how God loves you and God wants the best for you. Um, but again, like you just said, uh, but Satan hates you yeah. and he wants the worst for you mm-hmm. and, and he wants the worst for you because he wants to, uh, he wants to harm you because he can't harm God. Hmm. And so how do you harm God? You harm his children hmm. made in his image. In that strategy, you harm the people that God loves most, yeah. you know? Wow. Right. Hmm. Right. Or even not, I, I have to, I'm going to be a little careful with that because the people that God loves most. I think God loves us all the most. Well, he loves, yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm so serious yeah, yeah. about that because, you know, whether you're a Christ follower or not, he loves you so much. Yeah. Um, he doesn't love one more than the other. No, no. but, um, but yeah, if you, if you, if you harm one of my kids, hmm. you've hurt me way worse than if you come up and punch me, you know, mm. because that's, that's the way, you know, that a father's heart, a mother's heart, a yeah. parent's heart. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's nothing worse than remaking them in the image of himself, Satan, and then causing them to not even believe that God is, you know, yeah. to deny their, their God, their, their father, yeah. the one who's, who has created them and loved them with everything. That's, hmm. 
it's insidious. Yeah. yeah. And it's the battle that goes on every day, every moment. So, so to sort of close us out, um, from, from both of what we were talking about, both with, you know, um, doing what you don't want to do from Paul's perspective, as well as this, um, spiritual side of, of physical health. What are some key takeaways we can take with us for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Why does this stuff, cause it's exciting to talk about this super deep stuff. I love it. How does this apply the way I live my life tomorrow? So you're not on your own. You know, um, God didn't just put you on a planet and say, good luck. You know, um, <laughs> God put us on a planet and he sent his son hmm. who paid a price for us. And, and now the spirit is here and the spirit is on your side hmm. trying to call you to, uh, to God and to follow hmm. God and to the very best. And so... Uh, you're not alone and you don't have to succumb to, you know, you want to do right and, and you don't want to do wrong. You don't have to succumb to that because uh, the spirit of God is um, is close. And and if if we can test, um, you know, and, and get better at sensing what the spirit is saying and and following the spirit, I think that is everything to do with mm-hmm. overcoming you know, I, I don't need to know all of the details of what Satan's up to. I don't need to know where all his fingers are uh, in, in terms of, you know, our culture and our society and our social media, whatever. I, and I think I can see some of that anyway. But the only reason I see it probably is because the Spirit is <laughs> is warning me yeah. along the way. So we're not on our own. Hmm. And lean into the Spirit. Um, and when you have confusion about what the Spirit of God is saying in your life, there's other people around you who are also leaning into the spirit who also have, we talked about this on Sunday, how, how they have a compass um, and, and they're checking their compass too and allow them to weigh into your life because yeah. you're not alone. Uh, so that's one thing. And then I think the other thing is to remember we do have an enemy. Hmm. Uh, what about you? What do you, what do you yeah. see? What, what well, in, in knowing too that, it, and that's why this series is so important. If we know the enemy's plan for our lives and we know God's plan for our lives, one way to test the spirit um, is, is this putting me on a path towards healing and, and forgiveness and grace and love and restoration? Or is this putting me on a path towards death um, and self-harm? Yeah, because um, the spirit's never going to lead you to death and self-harm. No, never, never. Um, the spirit's never going to lead to that. Um, key takeaways, uh, one, um, and I think this really goes based on what you talked about this week is be, be vulnerable. Know that it's not about you getting tough. It's not about you. Um, the garrison demoniac didn't cast his own demons out. True. He didn't, uh, walk out of that graveyard himself. Um, Jesus cast those demons out, um, in God's power, the spirit of Christ is made perfect through our weakness. Um, and so how is there any power in the spirit if we don't admit that we're weak? And so that's one, one, one big takeaway is, is when it comes to these spiritual battles, um, and this is something I think you might have touched on, but I never got to, is, is we have to approach the spiritual realm with almost a sense of reverence. Um, even, and, and it's weird, and it's always frustrated me, the passages talking about um, not cursing the devil. Yeah, um, right. I'm frustrated with those passages, and I've even found myself cursing the devil once or twice. I'm like, actually, I probably shouldn't do that. Um, that's, that's in Joel, right? Yeah, um, where where they're fighting over the the body of mm-hmm. Moses, uh, Satan and Michael the archangel are fighting over the body of Moses. Yeah. Yep. And Michael, do you want to continue it? For yeah, he says, um, "The Lord rebuke you." He yeah. won't. He won't even he, say anything negative to Satan. Hmm. 
he says, the Lord rebuke you because yeah. he is a, well, I don't know if he's afraid, but he just knows that there's power in those words and mm-hmm. he's not going there. There's, there is the spiritual realm that is ultra powerful. And so knowing, um, God is on our side, he's in us. We're not alone. Um, but let God do the work and let God take the glory. It's not because, Oh, look at me. Good JD Christian. I no. uh, it is through our weakness that God's power shines the brightest. And he's the one that cast those demons out. He's yeah. the one that fully clothed me, that healed me. Um, and one of the, how I close, and this is a huge, an, another takeaway. Um, I found myself back in that graveyard time and time again, even after God's cast those demons out. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it's, it's not like, uh, I, I, I do know that I belong to God, you yeah. know, and he's, he's never gonna leave me, but Jesus comes back to the graveyard. So if, if you're in the graveyard this week and you're like, well, w- what if I left the graveyard? What if, you know, I, I had a good week and I stopped these addictions, these self-destructive tendencies but what if i fell back into it jesus comes back to the graveyard um and he'll come back and he'll keep coming back for you because that's what the father does you know for his children and so um operating with that sense of grace but then also living into uh the path of life that he calls us to so it's 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 sort of a both end it's not oh we can do whatever we want no when he casts those demons Mm -hmm. out we're set on a path towards restoration and healing but even if we do slip up um, knowing that we serve a God who uh, comes back time and time again. Yeah. Stay uh, in the fight, right? Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Don't give up. So in how does that look in daily life? It means giving yourself grace um, in fighting, <laughs> fighting those yeah. negative self-thoughts. It means changing the habits in your life that leads you towards self-destruction. Those things that you are saying in the back of your mind, yeah, well, it's not that bad. Um, God has that in the back of your mind for a reason. Um, so maybe try taking a break from that. Try saying, you know, maybe that's leading me towards self-harm and destruction versus life and restoration. So uh, there's never a better day to, to make life change than today. Yeah. Um, but knowing that it's God in you, um, you know, the power of change, the power of healing and restoration. So that's yeah, good. never a better day to start than today. Yeah. Stay in the fight. The spirit's on your side. Yep. And in, in a lot of ways, um, we're on your side, right? Because that's what, that's Amen. what the Amen. church, uh, comes alongside. We're the hospital. We're not the, yep. you know, yeah, we're the hospital good. for the sick. We're not, we, we, we aren't full. You know, I know at Skyrocket and Blue Mountain Community Church, we're not full of whole, these holy, righteous people who are, we're a hospital full of sick, yeah. broken people worshiping. Who are in the fight. <laughs> who are in the fight. Oh, we're fighting. Um, we're fighting, but we worship a healing, yeah. um, beautiful Savior. That's and that's stuff. the gospel. Um, and it doesn't get better than that. Jesus says, my load is easy. My burn's like, it's amazing. You know, it's it's that healing power. Once you feel it, once you experience it, it changes your life. Good, yeah. good stuff. Hey, thanks for sharing today. Monday matters. Monday matters. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see Catch you next week.